Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. When I was younger, one day, my mother came home with an amazing gift for our entire family. And it wasn't meant as a gift for us. It was given to her by a friend of hers. It was a CB radio that was installed in her car. I would spend a ton of time in the car listening to the CB radio just as often as I could. It was like a magical world was going on in these giant trucks that surrounded the area where I lived. Highways ran really close to my house and I could see the trucks all the time and a lot of the people in my town were involved in the trucking industry. It probably took six or seven months of me eavesdropping and lurking before I had the guts to actually say anything. And to my surprise, people answered me. It was this little kid, high-pitched voice, asking people what time it was in the trucker lingo that I got out of a book. Eventually, I got so obsessed that I wanted to participate in this world. And we live close to a bridge, which if there was any traffic on it, would become a parking lot. So then what I started doing was watching this road and say I was playing with my friends near it and I noticed that there was a backup, say there was an accident on the bridge and things were getting slowed down. I would stop everything I was doing. I would run back to the house, ask my mother for the keys, run to the car, turn on the CB radio and I would report what I was seeing. You shouldn't get on this road. Everything's real backed up. Now, I'm not saying everybody was all that nice. There were some people who were not impressed with this kid who would constantly clog their airways with traffic reports that really didn't apply to them, constantly be asking what time it was. And they said maybe some unpleasant things to me. And I was a little freaked out by it. But my mother explained to me that this is their world and you're kind of intruding on it and maybe it's a little too much for them. This was kind of enough for me and I continued my obsession with CB radios until our car died one day. We took the CB radio out and never got it put back in. It was a real shame because I loved that world. I liked when I would turn it on and would flip to some weird station and there would be someone singing just randomly or detailed conversations people were having with one another about their families and their lives. Just because they happen to be passing close to one another, they could have these conversations. I never got to drive a truck. Don't think I really have the skill for it. But having a CB really got me into anything trucking related that I could find. And I did get to take a spin in my friend's father's truck when I was young, just when he took it from his house down to a warehouse downtown. And I felt like I was on top of the world in this big machine. So on today's show, I'd like to talk to you about a show that might have been a lot of people's first exposure to trucking. It was a American comedy from the late 70s and early 80s, BJ and the Bear. We'll talk about the people who created the show, the stars of the show, the show's reception, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show.
BJ and the Bear was a, I want to say comedy, although there were some serious episodes, fairly serious, show that ran on NBC from 1979 to 1981, three seasons. It was created by Christopher Crowe and the legendary Glenn A. Larson. It had a small cast, lots of guest stars, but basically it starred Greg Evigan. Now in the 70s, I would like to say that trucking culture really peaked and BJ and the Bear came along right at the tail end of this. Maybe it was the last hurrah of it, but throughout that time, you had the TV show Moving On, which was another great television series, which I've gotten to watch in reruns. You had the movie Convoy and the song Convoy. And of course you had Smokey and the Bandit, which I know inspired a lot of people to want to buy a Trans Am, but I kind of wanted to be Snowman driving the truck. Maybe it's because I wanted a cool dog to drive with. So the show was created by Glenn A. Larson and Christopher Crowe. Larson was born in 1937, sadly passed away in 2014. He's a television producer, famous for lots of shows that defined a generation. In addition to BJ and the Bear, you had The Fall Guy, Magnum P.I., Knight Rider, Quincy M.E., Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, and many more. Crow was born in 1948. In addition to some TV work, he was also a writer and producer. Worked in 1992's The Last of the Mohicans and 1996's Fear. Legendary producers creating a great show. So here's a little bit about the show itself. It stars Greg Evigan as Billy Joe B.J. McKay. He's a trucker, freelance, drives around the country in a magnificent Kentworth K100 cab over Aerodyne. We'll talk a little bit about the truck and Greg later. One of the interesting things about B.J. McKay is that he had a chimpanzee with him. Now, this might be why I love this show. I love apes in all forms and chimps in particular. They're right there next to orangutans in my list of favorite apes. Bear, who's a chimp, it's odd that he's named Bear, is named after Bear Bryant, the coach of the University of Alabama. Now, we find out in the pilot, which is kind of a heavy pilot, and sets a very strange tone for the show that BJ was a Vietnam vet and he was kept in a prisoner of war camp, the Hanoi Hilton, for months when his helicopter went down. Now he's supposedly from Wisconsin. Okay, I'll maybe buy that, but Wisconsin by way of New Jersey because Greg Evigan, who is from New Jersey, does have an accent that is not Midwestern. So it's an interesting choice that they decided to make him from Wisconsin. I wonder, did they think that that would play better? I'm not very sure. I'm a little offended, being from the Garden State of New Jersey myself, that they would dismiss it out of hand as somewhere a brave and wonderful truck driver could be from. I knew many brave and wonderful truck drivers from New Jersey. Now, I said the tone in the pilot is weird because we get to meet BJ's nemesis, Sheriff Lobo, who was played by Claude Akins, and basically Sheriff Lobo, who gets his own show eventually, is kind of a lighthearted show, is kind of a white slaver, they might say, back then. It is a dark subject, but for some reason the show treats it rather light, which makes it pretty interesting to watch. After these messages, we'll be right back. You may buy an extended warranty from your dealer, but you don't have to go back there if you've got transmission trouble. Your local Amco Center is authorized by most extended warranty companies to do the work. Why? They've got a lot at stake, and they know that half the cars serviced by Amco wind up not needing a new transmission. Whether or not your car has an extended warranty, for prompt, reliable service, go where most warranty companies put their trust. Go to Amco. Amco. Double A. MCO. Coke and it's life. Everything that makes you're living nice. Coca-Cola. Come. 
To the show. Now, a little bit about the recurring cast, which is very small. You had Greg Evigan as B.J. McKay. Gregory Ralph Evigan was born in 1953, probably best known for his work on B.J. and the Bear and the TV show My Two Dads. He was also in Tech War. He was born in South Amboy, New Jersey, but was raised in Sayreville, New Jersey. Claude Akins played Sheriff Lobo. What a great name for a sheriff. Claude Marion Akins was born in 1926, passed away in 1994. Great presence and a wonderful voice. Akins had actually starred in a TV show called Moving On, which I mentioned earlier, which was also about trucking. And he starred in that with Frank Converse in the 70s. It's a great show that occasionally shows up on TV and catch it. It's just as good as BJ and the Bear, but without the bear. So it's not as good. Akins worked in a ton of things. People probably who grew up in the 80s might remember him from Sheriff Lobo, maybe even from BJ and the Bear. But he was also a recurring character on the hit TV series Murder, She Wrote. So that's probably where a lot of people recognize him from. He also did a bunch of TV commercials. Maybe you remember him from the Amco commercials, AA, MCO. Bear was played by two chimpanzees, one named Sam and another named Mo. Mo would later escape from the animal ranch that he lived in and has never been found. So I'd like to think that somewhere the chimpanzee who played Bear is out there, right and wrong, maybe driving his own truck. The fourth star of the show is the Kenworth Cabover K100 truck, which was this really beautiful red and white, quite striking. Now, if you don't know anything about cab over trucks, you're not alone. I don't know much about trucks, even though I used to see them all the time, like everybody else. But the basics of the cab over truck is that the cab is over the engine. So it's those trucks that have the very flat front face. And up until more modern times, when these things first started happening, they were a lot less safe than other trucks, mostly because of a crumple zone. The Kenworth, which was built by the Kenworth Company. Kenworth is an American and Australian manufacturer of trucks. It is a subsidiary of Packard, and Packard is this immense company that is the largest manufacturer of medium and heavy-duty trucks in the entire world. There are a lot of great photos of the Kenworth K100 online. One that's amazing is of this truck towing the Space Shuttle Enterprise back in 1978 down in Alabama. There's a fellow who got one of the trucks from the show. He's fixed it up and he brings it around on tour. His name is Craig Sagehorn, and there's even some info of him online where Greg Evigan joined him in his truck. So that's a fan who's taken this and running with it. Gotta love that. BJ and the Bear premiered on February 10th, 1979 and ran till August 11th, 1981. Ran for three seasons on NBC for a total of 48 episodes. Now, even though it was a good show from season one, they decided to play with the theme of the show. And by the third season, BJ has stopped being a trucker in the way he had been. Instead, has settled down to run a trucking company, Bear Enterprises, which is based in Los Angeles. And he gets a new nemesis, Rutherford T. Grant, played by Murray Hamilton. Since Grant is 
in charge of things. He sits on the state's special crimes action team and also secretly owns a competing trucking company. BJ can't hire experienced truckers. Instead, he hires seven beautiful young female truckers. So it kind of becomes a a sort of truckers, Charlie's Angels sort of show. It gets very strange. Now, I prefer the earlier seasons, but this is still a lot of fun. When the show premiered, it was an instant hit, and they took that terrible Sheriff Lobo and spun off a show called The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo in 1979. Oddly enough, very soon after that, both shows became a lot less popular. Maybe the trucking boom had sort of settled down, and both shows would be canceled pretty quickly. The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo ran on NBC from September 18, 1979 to May 5, 1981 for 37 episodes, two seasons. If you've seen the show in syndication, sometimes they run both of the shows together, and the bundle is titled The BJ Slash Lobo Show. Now, does this sound familiar? This was the theme song to BJ and the Bear, which was aptly called BJ and the Bear. It was written by Glenn Larson, and it was performed by Greg Evigan. He's a very talented fella. They did bring some pretty decent musical talent to the show. The two composers of the show were William Broughton and Stu Phillips. Broughton worked on shows like Knight Rider and Quincy M.E., and Phillips would collaborate on Knight Rider, and he also worked on Battlestar Galactica. So really great musical talent on this show. Now, in season two, there were two episodes, Eyes of Texas and The Girls on the Hollywood High, that were designed to be pilots for a series about private detectives called Heather Fern and Carolyn Capote. Now, that happens a lot in TV shows, but what's more important is that in The Girls on the Hollywood High, there is a crossover with another show, one of my favorite shows, Quincy M.E. Now, if you're not a Quincy fan, you're not going to understand any of this, but if you are, then you'll appreciate this. Sam and Astin from Quincy M.E. make appearances on the show, and what's even more amazing is that the Quincy universe and the BJ and the Bear and Sheriff Lobo universe are the same universe. That means that potentially these characters could have met, that Quincy could have been hanging around with an amazing chimpanzee, and in all of my dreams and fan fiction, they are. If you were a fan of BJ and the Bear as a kid, you might have gotten some toys. There were some small toys made and some model kits made for BJ and the Bear. If you are a fan of comic books, Alan Moore, the great and powerful Alan Moore, lists in his bibliography that he worked on the BJ and the Bear Annual in 1983. You can go online and find the BJ and the Bear Annual, which were made in the UK, and see Alan Moore's work in this BJ and the Bear, what I would call throwaway annual. And it's really interesting to see what people did before they became famous and how sometimes they intersect with what I would call great art before they created great art. We'll return after these messages. Boys and girls, here's a great free offer from new Post Grape Nuts Flakes, the training table cereal. 
Right now, a plastic scale model of Fruhoff trailers and Ford tractors. Yes, a genuine model of these giants of the open highway is yours free. Free in each of these large packages of Post Grape Nuts Flakes, the training table cereal. There are five different trailer models. This giant volume van, king of the truckers. This platform trailer to carry heavy machinery. This all-purpose carry-all. This gasoline transport to supply filling stations. And this furniture van. You can trade with friends, build your own collection, run your own trucking business. Each of the five Fruhoff trailer tractors comes in four colors. Aluminum, red, orange, yellow. Twenty models in all. Remember, you get them free in these special packages of Post Grape Nuts Flakes with this picture of the tractor trailer. Look for this special package at your grocer's. Take home new, sweeter, crispier Grape Nuts Flakes, the training table cereal. Start collecting your Fruhoff tractor trailer models right away. How'd you like to get behind the wheel of a 10-ton truck? Now you can with US-1 Electric Trucking. It's got two tough, hard-working trucks that you control. Load the truck, then move out down the highway. Slow down, shift into reverse, and dump them. Then hitch that big flatbed. Get that load, get her on the road, and let her go. Load it, hitch it, haul it, dump it. US-1 Electric Trucking by Tyco, of course. And now, back to our show. If you are a fan of this show currently, you're probably lamenting the fact that you cannot find it anywhere. BJ and the Bear is not something you're going to be able to find on Blu-ray or DVD. It does occasionally show up in reruns. The good news is that people post these online. There are a bunch of episodes on YouTube with the sound kind of quirky, but there are other websites like Daily Motion and the like where you can search and get all three seasons of BJ and the Bear and quite a lot of Sheriff Lobo, which should fill in the gap until they give this thing the proper release it deserves. And I do believe it deserves a proper release. Now I've talked about the merits of other TV shows from this time period or even earlier. Shows like Adam 12 where we see hero cops doing their job and how I really enjoy seeing that. Now truck drivers have gotten, I don't want to say a bad rap, but culture has changed around them where people no longer see it as a necessarily a heroic job all the time. Instead, they kind of play on negative stereotypes about truck drivers, which is a shame because in this show, we have a truck driver who's a hero, one who goes from place to place helping people. And even when truck drivers aren't as heroic as BJ from BJ and the Bear, what they do is heroic. They have a very difficult job moving the very basic needs for our world, the things we count on, around. So if that's not a career or a group of people that deserves a show that celebrates them, I really don't know what kind of show does. So write your congressman, or maybe just write someone like Shout Factory, who does a great job of releasing TV shows, and say, give us a good release of BJ and the Bear. It's a great show. It's filled with great actors, offbeat and funny characters, interesting plots, a chimpanzee, a beautiful truck, and it offers a snapshot of a time that we might never see again.
Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist.com and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear in the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. didn't like the good buddy. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.